Lou, I hate this little dialogue because I always have to start it. Well, I'm not going to start you... it. Well, okay, I leave, I I leave that up it. to you. Well, is actually, this the dialogue right now that we're having? I think it actually is, yeah. Now that it I is. think of it. Now that I think of it, it is. Just let it roll. Melv, I'm actually kind of... I'm kind of more sad than anything right now. Why is that? We're halfway done through the football season. At least the NFL schedule. College football, we're even further through that. I mean, like, this is basically what I live for. And like, is it football season? Yeah. Like, if they canceled the NFL season or the college season, like, I'd be in a noose quicker than you can say boo. Does it sadden you that that is what you live for? Not at all, no. I, I don't think there's any other way to live. This is all I know. I can name a hundred different ways to live. This is all I know, Mel. Respect. But today, episode 11 of Big Dog Radio. And today, we have a guest coming on. We have some other exciting segments going on. We have our spotlight segment to start off the day. Then we move in to our guest segment when we have Emily Riskin coming on the podcast today. She is owner of Screaming Conuts, an up-and-coming ice cream shop franchise, may I call it. And after after Emily comes on, we're going to dive into some interesting listener questions. Then we will top it off with our hot corner and shopping block. Well, I guess Big Lou will have his final thoughts as well. No, I yeah, will. That's our episode today. Mel, I was thinking, I think... So we talked about this before on the pod of how I think I could rush for, you know, over a thousand yards in the NFL. Yeah. We've talked about that. That's at, that's when I'm at my peak physical shape, but I think I'm going to start, I'm going to start basing my health off of how many yards I could rush for in the NFL. So like, if I feel like I'm in pretty bad shape at the time, you know, maybe I'd rush for 400 yards at the time. Or if I'm in excellent shape, I think I could be a 2,000 yard rusher right now. But I think thousands your average. I think like I, if you're just doing yeah, decent. like I like I think if I'm like at my average state, I would rush for a thousand yards without even blinking. So like, what basis do you back that up upon? Because in high school, you did not rush at all, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? I'm. I don't even know if like you'd be a thousand yard rusher in a high school game. oh my god it, yeah in a game i mean in like my... high school high no, school no, no. season it, i i guess you get twice as many games in the nfl yeah they're they get it the Which 17 is... games now right compared to like the nine in high school so, so melv you're a math guy how, how many yards would you have to average in a game over the course of a 17 game schedule to get to a thousand uh like 60 some is that right? Do you have the math figured out? No, I don't. That's nothing. I do that in my sleep. That's true. That That's like minimal rushing yards for many actual running backs. But I wouldn't consider you an actual running back is the problem. Now, so I, it's 58.8 yards on average, oh, so about 60 yards. I do that in the first quarter. You think so? Yeah, I do think so. I pray to God I guess in, the, NFL, in the NFL team as like some one-off experiment signs me and lets me at it do you, what what would you run like just run power power o all the time you name it i can get north and south between the tackles you want me to run uh, sweeps to the outside 
I can do it all. See, I think if they gave you the ball every single time, maybe it would be possible. Just because you just have to go untouched. No. For three yards. No, I just replay. I would no give me like a standard workload. Give me 20 carries. I'll put up like 120 yards. On 20 carries. You think you got six yards per carry in you? I do, yes. Min- minimum okay. minimum four, I think I could get. But but like that's my point. Like right now, uh the football season is kind of getting to me. I think I could rush for I would put myself between six hundred and seven hundred yards right now. Oh, so like you aren't in tip top shape at the moment? No, not really. Okay. Well, six hundred yards, if they're giving you the ball twenty times per game, I think it's plausible. Not gonna say it's possible, but it's plausible. I think it's a shoe in. If if you run like some sort of formation where you sit two yards behind the line of scrimmage, the quarterback turns around and hands you the ball off at the line of scrimmage, maybe you could gain about two, three yards per play. Hell, you don't understand. I, I run a four four forty. I'm built like a brick shit house. Well, the guys in the NFL run like a four four forty and are actually built like a brick shit house. I actually am too. You think you can compare yourself? You, you know what they don't have to no, some of these NFL you know running have? backs. I put myself right up with just about all of them. There might be a list of ten to twenty uh, that I would consider on another level above me, but I'm not saying that with like Mel. If you actually gave me one whole year and said you're going to be in the NFL one year time from now, start training. I would mm-hmm. I would up this. I'd run for twenty five hundred yards. I'm not joking. really. Yeah. Yes, I'm the greatest yeah. athlete of all time. I know that for a fact. You think you could out train people that have been working their whole lives? Yes. Just to sit on the bench at the NFL level. Now, if you don't understand, I start a like lifting uh, regiment. I gain like ten pounds of muscle in a week. Lou, I, I do like understand. A, that. I look like a mutant after a week. Lou, you keep saying I don't understand, but. You, you don't, you don't I have, understand. I've been playing football with you, like in unison with you for no, I've been out of the league for 15 five years. years. I've been out of the league for five years. Where did this freak athleticism come from? All of a sudden? it's always been there. Yeah, I, I agree that there has been athleticism there. I'm not a four, four, 40. I Mel, give me a year to train. I could get that down to four, three. You think so? I, I'm not joking. Mel. I'll give you years starting today to train. No, no, no. I need to know for sure that I'm going to be in the league. I need a team to approach me with a contract saying, uh, X NFL season, you will play for us and you will be our starting running back and you will be guaranteed a minimum 15 carries. So you could be and the I most can't athletic be athletic and, and strongest person or yourself. You could be the strongest and most athletic you've ever been in your life one year from now, and you choose not to because you're not going to be signed by an NFL team. Yeah. What's the point? It's a lot of work. It is. It's so like, you just want to prove it to yourself or are you in it for the money? Well, I, I, I wouldn't have to prove it to myself. I know I could do it. It would be to well, prove have, it to people like you. You have about 7.6 billion people you'd have to prove it to piece of cake i do it in my sleep a thousand yards have you ever been scammed before Hmm. i'm not dumb enough to be scammed well apparently i am 
because I got scammed. Please explain. So about, I guess there's a little backstory that comes with this. Probably about a month ago, I, um, I made an order online. There was this clock, coolest clock I've ever seen. It was like a, a bunch of little tiny clocks put together and then it formed one big digital clock. Okay. And well, I guess side story, I ordered this clock and I'm like, oh, it'll be like, I had a perfect spot for it. Just like a little section above my, my dresser. And I, I click on this link to see the clock itself after I had ordered it and everything. And the person I was showing it to pointed out to me that the clock was five feet tall, this clock that I ordered. Mm-hmm. So the clock was... Did you order it off of Wayfair? No. Okay. I ordered it off of Fitch Lay, the company was called. Very professional Yikes. looking site and everything. But it turns oh, out sure the thing was... must be professional scammers. Yeah. Well, I, I, I shouldn't have prefaced that it was a scam. Now everybody knows the end result of the story. But I, I'm anticipating this clock to come in that's five foot six inches tall. So almost as as tall as you, almost as tall as me. No, no and that's just slander, Mel. Oh, I'm not going to sit five, here eight? and take that. <laughs> okay. um, according but to the football clock... roster, my senior year, I was six one. Okay. This clock was supposed to be huge. So I'm anticipating this huge package to show up on my porch. And I wait two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And I, I look on their website. They're like, we guarantee it'll be there between four to six weeks. So I wait the six weeks and then I email them. I'm like, hey, I haven't received this yet. Just wondering where it is. Another week passes. So I guess this was more than a month ago because it was at least seven weeks ago. Uh, and then another week passes and I email them back again. And then... Only at this point, I realize this company may have been scamming me. So I, I look up the company name online. Sure because enough, it was just, a five foot six clock. No, because it never arrived. Oh, okay. Like I was like, it's, it's just not showing up. So I look up this company, Fitch Lay. And online, there were things that were saying like, do not order anything from Fitch Lay. It's a scam. So... Those of you who want a really cool clock from Fitch Lay, I will spell it out. F-I-T-C-H space L-E-I-G-H. Do not order it as it is a scam. You know, you actually, I've seen that before from like Wayfair. If you don't look at the dimensions of like the, the object you're buying, like people will buy couches and it'll show up. It'll be, you know, the size of a standard cardboard box. But it will be a couch. It'll just be that small. But you're expecting like a full on. Couch. Right. And it's just a little tiny thing. Right. Now I'm just realizing I did receive a package like around the time my clock was supposed to be arriving. That was just a little tiny square that had like a hook on it. And you like stuck it to your wall that I did not order. So maybe that's that their way probably of saying it. Man, that was probably the product that I purchased. That's their so, little cover-up thing. So what was the price range that we were looking at here? We don't have to get into specifics. North it was of between it was between zero and seventy dollars. It was about seventy bucks, huh? Yeah. Which yeah. if if the clock was five feet six inches tall, that's an excellent deal. Yeah. And uh, 
I I've been like trying to figure out. Is there how a to customer service back, number you can? You I, can I, contact. I know there's an email because I've been trying to email them, and they won't respond to your emails. No, they haven't responded to any of my four emails that you I've sent. Who else them. doesn't respond to emails? The city of Long Beach. They haven't responded either. No. And we've it's sent a handful. I've sent more than my fair share. What? So how many did you send? Uh, Who did you I all try even, to contact? Uh, a couple city council members, the mayor. I actually got the mayor's office to respond to me. I just requested to speak to the mayor. And what mm-hmm. I got back was that he wasn't available. And it asked for me to outline what I wanted to talk about in an email since sending that email. I haven't gotten a response. They don't seem to like the cyclone racer. I don't think so because I, I sent them, not the mayor, but one of the council members in charge of the portion of the city where we're, or where Larry and we are proposing that the cyclone racer goes. And I sent him an email playing a little naively. And I said, I was, I was just hoping to get them to like, just think that they're putting the cyclone racer in because I said, thanks so much for approving of the cyclone racer to go in to the city of long beach. And I said, I'm really looking forward to riding it. And that was just one of them I sent. And then I'm through a alias email. I sent some requests to like get the cyclone racer in. So I'm I just like hoping this idea a lot that we should just keep of, creating emails. emails. Yeah. Like, and, is, and is there a cap to the number of emails you can create? I don't think there is. Like, no, if we just not. create hundreds of thousands of email accounts and bombard them with emails, they'll, I think they'll we'll just end up assuming that in. the cyclone racer is being built and they just don't know about it. That's what I was hoping to do with the one email, just kind of like trick them into believing that the cyclone racer is getting built. Yeah, and then one day works, they'll so. just wake up and be like, wait, where's the cyclone racer? Where's the cyclone racer? Convince then, them that the cyclone racer is there. And then they'll be disappointed that it doesn't actually exist yet. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. They'll be like, who has the plans? Who's got the AutoCAD drawings? We'll raise our hand. We know just the man. We know just the man for the job. And he's been working on it for 20 years. Shout out, Larry. Years. Lou, let's move on to our spotlight segment. And in our spotlight segment, we highlight current events that are happening. So, Lou, what is your spotlight this week? So, my spotlight segment this week is it's a Bloomberg article from November 3rd. Takes us back to our old friend, the Papa. Papa John? Papa John. They did. uh, Now, this this article uh, was longer than I would have liked it to be reading through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the headline is Papa John is still obsessed with Papa John's as a surprise he's to nobody. He's still eating pizza? I don't think that he's eating. He's just obsessed with the company that he no longer has control over. And probably the pizza too, realistically. Because I know he was addicted at one point. Likely as still As spoken of yeah. previously, right. Uh, but in this article, I found out the company, we brought it up last week, I think, actually. The company has removed his face from the pizza boxes. They've scrubbed references to him from corporate and actually relocated corporate functions to Atlanta. So that's interesting. So they have it out for the Papa. They yeah, don't want anything to do with the Papa anymore. That is very interesting. And, and there's some logos online. And the fact that they, one, chose to just remove him, 
well, actually, one, they didn't just choose to remove him. A lot of these these logos still have him on there, but they just have his face scribbled out. Right. So it's not just the I feel like that that's more disrespectful like... than than just getting rid of him at all. Like completely getting rid of him from the I logo. Did, he did say the N-word. Can't do that. that. But he's trying to remove it from his vocabulary. We did. He is. We did determine. This is an unbelievable line from the article, too. All that remained was for Shatner himself, or what is it? It's either Schnatter or Shatner, uh, mm-hmm. to remove himself and exit, the, and exit the stage. But as far as he's concerned, he's still Papa John. <laughs> That's an unbelievable quote. And this is a as direct far as quote. he's concerned. He's this still is a Papa direct John. quote from Papa John himself. The woke mob doesn't want you to have children's books as displayed by the concept or uh, the cancellation of Dr. Seuss earlier this year. Now they're apparently coming for your pizza. <laughs> Wait, is that actually why like he's getting canceled and everything? No, I, th- no, no, I no. thought you were just. Uh, wait, you want to uh, rewind here? What are you confused about? I didn't know like that his issues with with the N word were like actually what was causing problems within. Yeah, that's exactly his... what it is. Okay, but but Papa John thinks that uh, he should still be allowed to function, and he's telling the American public that they're coming for your pizza. You better watch out. The people's pizza, Papa John's. So he just wants to be like a Ronald McDonald-esque character for Papa John. Yeah, basically. Well, I think he wants to be in control of the company, too, apparently. You know, but he and, no longer like, has control. Like, in this article, too, he's cashed out Papa John's stock, like, $500 million worth. Why not just ride off into the sunset? Right. You know, like, he has plenty of money. He could not work another day in his life just go live out his life somewhere, but he's just obsessed with Papa John's. So that was the title of the article, right? He's still obsessed with Papa John's. Yeah. Papa John is still obsessed with Papa John's and he didn't, you know, they asked or they talked about this towards the end of the article, a possible reunion between Papa John and Papa John's and a quote they had from the Papa is you never want to say never. So he's not this counting himself out. Quotes. He is. Unfortunately, some of them included the N-word for him. Feed the monkey, watch it shit. All right, Lou, my spotlight this week. I actually had a spotlight written down at first, but I realized that this spotlight would be useless for somebody listening because the first spotlight was Burger King is giving out free chicken sandwiches today. However, today is Tuesday the 9th, and the free chicken sandwiches are on wait why are they giving out chicken sandwiches today it's like uh national chicken sandwich day or something why am i first hearing about this now i don't know i was first hearing about this like 20 minutes ago when i tried to find a spotlight but my actual spotlight this week has to do with the supply chain of the united states and the title of this article was the biggest kink in america's supply chain not enough truckers so the United States is currently short about 80,000 truck drivers. Okay. Which is causing baggage everywhere as far as like supply goes. So there's a current like infrastructure bill that's coming out that people are hoping will help. But there are a couple solutions that they proposed in this article. And the first one, now I 
don't really take sides in politics and I don't want to talk about politics at all, but this was kind of a funny suggestion in my mind. So, so Biden suggested that the national guard becomes truckers mm. is now and, uh, I don't know how it, in my mind, it's explain. like these people are meant for like protecting and like serving our community, mm. like army national guard. And now they're going to become truck drivers. Well, they aren't going to become truck drivers, but that was a suggestion that they become truck drivers. And what's next? Taco Bell has a staff shortage. You send the National Guard in to work Taco Bell. Right. That's, that was my thought behind it, too. But aside from that, that, that suggestion was actually turned down by administration pretty quickly. Um, but other ideas that they suggest in this article was averaging or like, uh, bringing up the average earnings and like by truck drivers mm-hmm. and that actually has already happened and they're still struggling to get any truck drivers but the final suggestion that i found actually rather interesting because you wouldn't think that would help that it would help that much but when you actually think a little more about it it would be helpful and that suggestion is lowering the like truck driving age from 21 to 18 i would first, guess that that's what it was already Right, it's it's actually 21 right now. Okay. Well, there's like is that was, so you can drink while you drive? <laughs> I I don't think that's the case, but I learned a lot more about truck driving than I ever wished to reading that article. And if you drive a truck within your state, you can be 18 years old. But if you want to cross state borders, you have to be have to be 21 or older. Okay, so. At the surface level, you're like, why does that really matter all that much? But when you think about it, you have people, kids that are like leaving high school around 18 years old, and they aren't going to become truck drivers if they can't like go across state borders and stuff because the companies aren't going to hire them as truck drivers if they have to stay in the state more likely than not. Right. And um, when you're 18 years old, leaving high school, if you aren't going to college or planning on doing anything else, as most truck drivers do you are going to try to find a different job rather than waiting the three years to be able to become a truck driver right you're not going to take a three-year hiatus to become a truck driver right so i that's the most like reasonable solution that they're coming up to right now because more more things from this article that well I actually there was an article the other day uh walmart just rolled out its first autonomous grocery delivery trucks. Now that's an interesting solution too. Autonomous vehicles or semis. Right. And I think eventually that can be the case. Well, yeah. Well, currently... I, just, I just remember I, I watched a documentary. This might've been a couple years ago now about autonomous trucks. Uh, mm-hmm. It might have just been about autonomy in general, but people were up in arms protesting complaining that with autonomous trucks it's going to put semi drivers out of a job but the reality is as we see there's not enough drivers to fill the positions needed so i think that these autonomous mm-hmm. trucks would just come in and fill that role right yeah and maybe at some point overtake find... it completely but yeah that's further down the road yeah that's battle for another uh, day. i did see just in the recent past this has become a pretty steep issue i think it like has been an issue 
but I saw, I think it was 2010, there was like a 10% unemployment rate among truck drivers. And now it's down to pretty much 1%. Mm-hmm. Hardly any, any truck drivers are unemployed right now because there's so much need for it. But currently also, what is it? 73% of truck drivers are over 40 years old, which means that more time passes the more of these people are going to retire and only 9% are between 20 and 30 years old. So I think we're going to have a pretty significant shortage if there's no solution that comes soon, I suppose. Send the national garden. Send the national garden. And that's, that's all I have to say about truck drivers. Do you have any other comments? Uh, No, not really. No. Okay. That wraps up our spotlight segment. And now we are going to meet with Emily Ristigan. And Emily's the CEO of Screaming Conuts. Founder and CEO. And we're back with the CEO and owner of Screaming Conuts, Founder. Emily Ristigan. Founder? <laughs> Emily, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. I, I guess I'm good. Lou, how are you? I said at the beginning of the episode, not great. <laughs> hello fresh again or what oh it's you know what daylight savings time i think has a lot to do with it but oh yeah that's a tough one every year it just gets sucks it takes me months to get into back back into the loop and then it's terrible. before you know it we're switching back exactly mm-hmm. vicious cycle Anyways. so emily you are in fact the owner of can i call it a franchise screaming conuts um, it depends how you define franchise since I don't, is a franchise like when someone else owns? Yes. Your, I don't know. I was just yeah. saying yes, it as that's like what would her empire expanded, of screaming conuts. I expanded to two locations. Okay. So two locations, two rivers, Wisconsin and Swamico, Wisconsin. So Emily, what, what inspired you to open screaming conuts? Actually, Kelvin, I'm glad you asked. Um, little throwback Thursday to when we served together on Two Rivers Main Street Board of Directors. Um, it was actually a meeting with them that inspired me. Because um, So I had this idea, quote unquote, I wasn't actually going to do it. Uh, after I took a trip to Prague when I was 14, it was a school trip. Um, and they had these donut cones everywhere. And I was like, wow, that's so neat. We should have those. Ha ha. And then this can you elaborate right after... on donut cone? What okay, what does so donut cone mean? Well, I assume it's just a donut in a cone form, Mel. You'd be surprised. Some people are very confused by the term. But um, yeah. we take a wooden dowel that's shaped like a cone. We roll the dough into a snake and then wrap it around the mold and then roll it out. So it is shaped like your actual typical ice cream cone but it's just made out of donut dough. Excellent. Um, would have never guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Quit ripping my questions. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, I'm going to continue. I cut you off. Carry on. Yeah. So um, then I was on, it was right after you left, Kelvin. It was the summer um, of 2018, and it was before a meeting. Not everyone was there, and people were just chit-chatting. And I just threw out my business ideas like a joke. I'm like, yeah, like when I was 14, I wanted to open a donut ice cream shop. And then they're all like, yeah, do it for sure. 
And then there is a realtor on the board that's still on the board and actually has sold me more buildings. Um, goes, if you want to look at any properties, just let me know. So the next day I texted him, I'm like, I want to look at this property. And he goes, okay. Looked at the property. It was awful. I mean, awful. Great location, but it is a 70s nightmare. And everything has to be redone. Basically gutted and flipped. And you're talking so, about the current place that you're in, right? Yes. That you're not. Okay. So I bring my um, angel investor, my father, um, and my handyman to come look at it. Because clearly I don't have $65,000 in my pocket at 17. And I'm like, so dad, not going to college. You're going to loan me the money to buy this building. We're going to spend all winter flipping it. And I'm going to open an ice cream shop. And my you dad didn't said, ask. You told him that you were going, he, that he was well, going to lend so, you Well, so yeah. Pretty okay. much the way it goes with my parents is I ask them something and it's always wild because I always have just wild ideas. And they're always like, no, like blatantly, no. And then I never let it go. So for like two weeks, I just going, I'm like, keep doing research and I keep supporting like my idea. Cause it's not just a baseless, Hey, I want to do this. I, this was my career path. So I'm just day after day hammering it in. I'm like, it's happening whether you help me or not. So he agrees. He's excited about it. And we get the building and spent nine months flipping it and then it was finally ready but that that building itself has come light years since we got it emily have you ever considered churning your own ice cream um i actually get asked that a lot and the answer is no it'd be fun and it'd be tasty but first of all you would need like a place to do that because yeah. like my ice cream shop goes through typically about 43 gallon tubs. That's a lot of ice cream. So in order to turn that all myself, that'd be, that'd be tough. 43 gallon tubs in what period of time? A week. Okay. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that so would be a lot of ice cream to churn. I mean, I'm not saying you have to physically go back and, you know, churn the ice cream, but like. <laughs> You know, have have a process to make it yourself. I mean, I if I ever did that, it would have to be like small batch, and it would have to be like one flavor, and it's like flavor of the week. We made it ourselves. Um, yeah, that's no, not a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> we um we typically have about seventy tubs on hand, and then we order forty per week. So we never like to like empty our stock because as soon as you get too low, then you start having to remove flavors from the chest and you don't if it's hold 16 flavors you want to always have 16 flavors why do you want right. mm -hmm. someone to walk in on a sunday and you got 14 flavors that's just sad so you go through 43 gallon tubs a week so that means either you have a lot of different people coming in or you have some ice cream addicts on your hand it's both. so i guess my question is have you ever met an ice cream addict Yes. And do they come across as just an average person or can you tell that they are an ice cream addict? There are all kinds of different ice cream addicts. I mean, there are some like we have about three regulars that come in several times a week and 
me or my employees scoop the item before they even ask for it because we know what they're going to get. So they, they get the same thing every time they come pretty in? Pretty much. Once in a while, they'll switch it up. But mainly they like gravitate towards their favorite flavor. We know what kind of cone they prefer. Yada, yada, yada. But um, there's this one guy. He doesn't come in often. Like he comes in maybe once a month with his family. And I wouldn't define him as an addict, but I've never seen someone eat ice cream like this. He always orders a triple. So a triple Kona is absolutely freaking massive. Like, we fill the Kona to the brim with ice cream and then put three enormous scoops on top. He orders his ice cream. His family proceeds to order their ice cream. It's time to pay. He has four people in his family. I tell him the total. He's got the three scoops of ice cream gone. Like, it's down to the Kona. I'm like, sir, breathe. Like, holy crap. Guy like so how much how much time goes by like how much time was he given to eat those two three minutes. two minutes yeah now lou i know you've you've had your troubles with ice cream addiction do you think you can top this guy you're thinking of cheese it's <laughs> i thought it was cheese it's and ice cream were the two I'm your two weaknesses addicted to cheese it's yeah i mean i like i like a good ice cream mm. okay so you couldn't beat this guy no I don't so Emily, claim to be a speed ice cream eater. <laughs> Emily, say you go into your own shop. What is your order? So I'm going to get a Conut. I'm going to get it as the... So it's a little bit of a secret menu item. So letting the kids in on a secret. But um, I get the S'mores Conut, which has the marshmallow fluff and it's toasted. So you taste the toasted marshmallow. But then I don't get chocolate lining, which is what it comes with. I get caramel lining, and then I get about three different ice creams. A single, because you can get a single and get three different ice cream flavors, and we don't care. Interesting. Totally acceptable. Um, I will get caramel collision. I will get cookie monster, and I will get a chocolate flavor, whether that's big muddy or just plain chocolate or whatever it is. Now, can I ask you something? Because uh, so you get Cedar Crest ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. It's come to my attention that it's Pirate's Bounty, not Pirate's Booty. When did that oh, change? Yeah. Because it was, I know for a fact that it was Pirate's Booty at one time. I will not be told otherwise. I defend people often because they'll like order Pirate's Booty and their friend will make fun of them. And I go, hey, hey now, do not be making fun of anybody here. It should be Pirate's Booty and it was Pirate's Booty. It was, okay. Um, so I don't know that, know why that happened, um, but my... Another victim of cancel culture? I believe it was actually some sort of copyright um, issue. Ooh. Oh, with, with like the, uh, the puff corn pirate's booty. <laughs> Not sure. Oh, okay. But I think they ran into a little issue there. That's my best hypothesis. Mm. It could have been cancel culture. It could have been legal issue. Okay. That doesn't belong in children's ice cream. But um, I don't know. I believe it's in my heart. It's still Pirate's Booty. Okay. Our, we align on that. Emily, so you have two shops currently, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you want to shout out those shops quickly? <laughs> well, they're closed. <laughs> what do you okay. mean? Okay. So Come in on. the summer, um, Emily runs a shop in Two Rivers, Wisconsin, and Swamico, Wisconsin. Screaming Conuts. Check them out. Now, Emily, have you ever considered opening a shop in Long Beach, California? 
And before you answer, don't. However, have you considered it? Well, after the things I've heard about the Long Beach community um, via your podcast, mm-hmm. I, I'm strongly against the idea. Um, but prior to your podcast, I also had not considered it, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, if we get the cyclone racer out, I think it would comp. Uh, if we get the cyclone racer built, I should say it would complement it well. So keep that in mind. Yeah, and it could just be like case. we could work together. It could be like ride the coaster, get a free Kona. Yeah. Kona, ride the coaster for free. No, we we'll have to run it by Larry. Get yeah. him in. The, get him. Get that in the plans. So, so Emily, you, you are a former barista, correct? Correct. And you're opening a coffee shop. Correct. Have we gotten too fancy with coffee? Um, I mean, I'm talking like the lattes, the 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 capamocas. I mean, what happened to a good black coffee? So I agree. I um, I started working at a coffee shop at 15. Um, at first, I started drinking all those little fancy drinks, and then I was just a hardcore black coffee drinker. Like, I'd go into the coffee shop, work every day, and I could drink anything I want. Every day, it was black coffee. Um, but I have to say your claims of fancy drinks are essentially potent coffee and milk. Yeah, that's too much for me. I just want to pour a nice black coffee and be done with it. I honestly, now everyone that knows me knows I despise Starbucks because Starbucks is a disgrace to the coffee industry, but, um, they, I victimized them for, fancifying coffee i mean they make shit up and call it like like their caramel macchiato a macchiato is literally a shot of espresso with like a little bit of milk like i'm talking like a three ounce drink like it's supposed to be a delicacy it's supposed to the coffee is supposed to be the star then we get starbucks they're calling this shit a macchiato dude that's a caramel vanilla latte that you layer to make it look fancy no you just put caramel and vanilla syrup in a latte and you're scamming everybody this is and like the know. shots fired at starbucks we we have well, had a lot of shots fired at starbucks on this podcast we have so just, more are, more are always good they just invent things out of nowhere that don't exist and then and then guess what these people come into these nice wholesome small business coffee shops and they try ordering a venti i'm like ma'am would you like to try again there ain't no ventis here. We've there, there's no ventis there. anywhere. No. There's no ventis yeah. anywhere. Not even at Starbucks. No, I, I don't even like I don't even know what you're trying to say to me right now. Or they go, they go, I want a chai tea latte. Ma'am, a chai tea is with water. A chai latte is with milk. What are you trying to tell me to make right now? Well, I can tell you they're trying to get you to make a chai latte, but Starbucks has called their chai latte. A chai tea latte. That's redundant. It's dumb. Okay, we're very anti-Starbucks, it appears. Yeah, very. Lou, do you have more questions? Coffee? Uh, no, I don't actually. Are you with your new shop? Are you gonna make your own coffee? Do you have? Are you gonna import special beans? Um, I would like to source from other small businesses. Okay. Um, I do not have plans to roast my own beans. Uh, that's actually a very big ordeal. Oh. Okay. Um, you got to get some like, like, you know how it is to brew beer. They have like similar big silo-esque gotcha. things that 
roast your beans and stuff. So no room for that, but maybe someday in the future as well. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a separate factory that I can churn my own ice cream and roast my own beans. I like there you that. go. I like that. So what is the name of that shop? Uh, the coffee shop will be the High Lift. Um, it is an old auto shop. So the lift is playing on. We actually have a car lift still installed at the auto shop. So coffee gives you a high lift and I don't know. I like the name. It's catchy. That's awesome. Well, Emily, I look forward to checking out the high lift and getting back and screaming Conuts this summer. But um, other than that, thanks for coming on. We're glad you could make it. Thanks for having me. It's it's honestly, the honor is all mine. I've been watching Big Dog Radio, listening to Big Dog Radio. Obsessing over episode, Big Dog Radio. And I'm just obsessed. I can't get enough. So happy kind words are appreciated. 10 out of 10, five stars. We appreciate it, Emily. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Man, I love ice cream. And that was a pretty awesome interview with Emily Ristigan. Hey, but now Emily, we're going to move we on. We haven't recorded it yet, but yeah, that's why I'm I sure it'll be all right. Man, I love ice cream because I'm assuming we'll talk about ice cream. Ice cream, you but scream. We'll find out. We all scream for ice cream. Now we're moving on to our listener questions. And our first listener question comes in from my, my mom. And she asks, should we have daylight savings time? Absolutely not. It drives me bananas. Every single time we do this, we do it twice a year, you know, and for half the year, I forget about it. And then the date sneaks up on you like that. And then it just tosses me into a dustbin. Right. It takes me a solid two weeks to a month. Every time this happens for me to adjust, I wake up in the morning. I don't know if it's five o'clock at night. I don't know if it's three in the morning. I don't know what time it is. I don't really care. I'm tired constantly. My mind even after this right one. Place. Yes, with it going forward or whatever, or falling back. In life, we always want to fall forward. We put our clocks forward and fall. So, uh, it, uh, I hate it. You hate it regardless of I which direction I hate it goes. It. Yeah, I. I don't care for it at all. So I agree. I don't think that it's necessary right now. I don't think it's necessary at all. No. So the latest sunrise that we currently have is at 727. So if we forget about turning our clocks, whatever direction we turn them in the winter, the latest sunrise would then become 827 a.m. That's not the worst problem. No, I no. I mean, our earliest sunset then becomes 540 rather than 440 as it currently is. I I think that's a benefit extra hour of sunlight at the end of the day who needs sunlight in the morning anyways that's kind of true i guess yeah i I know the old the old argument is like i think it actually might be a myth like it's for the farmers i think the farmers can wait an extra hour to get out into the field no i actually don't think it's a amount of research on this okay and the farmers are were strongly opposed to daylight savings daylight saving when it when it first came out I also read in this article that it's daylight saving time, not daylight savings time. Yeah. And they were very adamant about that. And isn't so one of either the fall or the spring is daylight saving. And then the other is the end of it. Yes. 
Yeah, so, so that, the spring uh, is daylight saving, and then the uh, the fall is the other end of it. Are you sure about that? Right, it. Is, I am sure because okay. the reason they started daylight saving was to get an extra hour of sun in the summer at night. Who I don't know. That? Okay, I have no clue. The in the Who U.S. advocated it said, for it. It was an act to preserve daylight and provide standard time for the U.S. Preserve daylight? Oh, in the spring. In the summer, like spring into summer and to the end of fall. Which I was thinking about this yeah, the whole time. We... Like, this makes no sense. Like, who, who like went through with this? Because if you want to preserve an extra hour of daylight in the summer, why not do that also in the winter? Instead of like you aren't gaining any more light, correct? So, like in the spring, whichever way they, they're going to turn them in the spring, um, after that, they should leave it there, correct? Are correct. we on the same page here? Yes, yes, yes. Did you know that Arizona actually, or most of Arizona, doesn't even do daylight saving? Smart people, they just opt out. So yeah, for half of the year, that, they're in the Western you know, like time whenever zone you, or whatever. Whenever you make an accountant on a website, you can opt out of their emails. Can I like yeah. check a box on my tax form and opt out of daylight savings time? This yeah, is I'm bullshit. not doing daylight saving. Well, Lou, you, you actually announced like over a month ago that daylight saving was that weekend. I'm pretty sure it was in September. Yeah, I took a it guess. It may have been our second episode. I took a guess. It happens sometime in the fall. I know that pisses me off. Every you time you it announced it. Most of the you time said I'm... we have like some clerical things to take care of. And you're like, everybody, it's daylight saving this this Saturday. Most of the time it, it happens. Either from... I wake up like at one in the morning or I'll wake up at three in the morning. Like I, and I feel like it's a normal day, but everything's all out of whack. It pisses me off. I kind of like this one, but I think the time should stay for this one that we just had. So the fall 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 back fall well, i think of it whatever whatever direction we just went i was kind of for it no 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 why is that well so you, you actually so you're you gain an extra hour time i'm i'm only in favor of fall daylight saving so every fall except the problem is you can't have fall without spring wait but you said so that, therefore you said i am you like the one in it. spring because it gives you a later day in the summer no I said that's why people wanted it. But that's not why you want it. I want that time year round. Yeah, but you just said you like the fall daylight savings. I I enjoyed it. I don't like it, though. I enjoyed the extra hour that we gained. But I I I would trade not having daylight saving for that extra hour 10 times out of 10. Absolutely. Because Wait, then all no, of a sudden no, no. our shortest I, I, day is from, from eight twenty-seven phrase that to right. five forty. That's that. What do you mean? That shouldn't be legal. You just you just said you would trade daylight savings for that extra hour. You would, would trade, trade the extra hour having... for. You would trade the extra hour to not have daylight saving. Right. Okay. That's how it should have been worded. If I didn't okay. word it like that. But yeah, I I don't I still don't understand why daylight saving is a thing, and. After reading articles about it, I, I don't understand why it ever even became a thing. You know, well, 
in the one political, funny thing. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The one funny thing I did read in one of these articles, Benjamin Franklin. Everybody claims that he was the guy that chose daylight saving. Okay. But all he did was he wrote like a a letter to somebody about how these now I, I don't think this is true either, but he wrote an article saying how there's like these people that are sleeping until noon typically, and they don't even realize when the sun rises. Like the lion dirt bag. He said that these people think that the sun just rises at noon because that's when they get up. And I, 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 it gave me a giggle because you're telling me not a single one of this group of people happened to wake up when it was light out at seven in the morning. Guess not. According to he said, all these people just think that that's when the sun rises at noon because that's when they get up. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but that was my final point about that. What I was going to say is that, like, in today's political climate, there's a lot of divisive topics that the politicians like to address. I think someone could be uh, run on the single point that we eliminate daylight savings time, and I think they would get elected. I agree. I, I don't think I've met a single person that's like, oh, I love daylight saving because it gives us an extra hour in the summer. Oh, yeah. but I mean, and I was reading another, <laughs> I don't know why I read so many articles about daylight saving, but a different article, it was called pros and cons of daylight saving time. First pro was you get an extra hour in the summer. The first con was uh, this, this in the evenings, I'm saying mm-hmm. first pro was you get an extra hour in the evenings in the summer. First con was you lose an extra hour in the evenings in the winter. So it's a wash. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if, if we didn't have daylight saving, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't lose an hour, but we'd still have that hour gained. It's gotta be that way though. You cannot have it in the time. Like you can't shift summer back. Right. Right. You can't have it in this time. So it it would be like sunny out at four in the morning. Exactly. It needs to be in the summer's time. No. Yes. All right. We're on the same page. Okay, I'm glad. A little bit of a rock. But our next question comes in from an anonymous source, and it says toilet paper, top or bottom? Now, I'm assuming that means like over or under. Yeah. Toilet paper roll. I think so. And I think this depends on where the toilet paper is located. You can get some. Because the toilet paper is not always in the same spot. Sometimes it's on your left side. Sometimes it's on your right side. It can be like right in front of you off tucked in the corner i've seen the toilet paper in a lot of different places and what scenario would it be appropriate to go under when it's straight ahead for me then you have to reach farther no not necessarily it, it would roll a lot easier yeah. coming under you you reach you pull from under instead of pulling over the top i think it's a lot more effective and efficient when it just when it's in front of you you're just saying. when it's Are in you front saying- of me. otherwise i like it coming over the top I don't have a strong preference, really, but I do like it coming over the top unless it's straight in front of me. I agree, but I I am attempting to comprehend why it's easier for you when it's straight in front of you to be the other way. Mm, I think it's a lot more of a satisfying pull because you can like see the roll spinning. I I just think it's a smoother roll off off of the 
off of the uh, holder coming from underneath straight straight in front of you rather than over the top. Are you picturing that like this, you have to reach down to get this paper towel because then I might be able to understand. Yeah, I mean, if if it is in front of you, generally that's the case. That you have to reach down? Yeah, and like like normally it's about eye level. Oh no, I'm not saying that this thing's on the ground. Waist level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Sure. I can kind of see that if, if like you're reaching down for it, then like you could be causing some flip flop problems when you snap it off and it like tucks back in. Now, are you comprehending what I'm saying? I am. Yeah. Okay. Now, are you, do you use a lot of toilet paper or do you use just a few sheets and fold it up? Like per wipe, are you saying, or yes. Or am I experiencing yes. leakage? Are you questioning? No, I'm not <laughs> questioning your leakage. Um, per per wipe, you can't just use like a few sheets. Uh, if used properly, you can't. No, it it also depends. I on mean, if what if the I use properly, if it, if I use properly, you mean having a concern of your hand breaking through the toilet paper? No, I mean that's then, if you, if you use a single sheet, sure. yeah. How many sheets you use, Lou? Hmm. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. It goes Depends back on the consistency. Forth. Yeah. Well, because yeah. obviously if you have like single ply toilet papers, you're going to act a lot differently than if you had some thick two, three ply sheets. Right. I'd say I'm just trying to think how many little squares I use. I, I'd say probably seven, eight per wipe. Mm. That's a lot. Crumple it up. Oh, you're a crumple guy. What do you fold? Fold, yeah. Get that nice. How do you thick take square? so much care? It doesn't get all the crevices then. Oh, it certainly does. You miss out on the crevices if you ball it up. No, because then it has some natural spring to it. Mm. I, I disagree. Otherwise, you're just wiping you, the you surface. Have, no, you have more surface area with the whole sheet intact. I don't. I don't think you do. I think you do. You get more surface area having all the all the wrinkles in there. I disagree. No, that's I don't think that's how that works. I know that's how it works. I don't think that's how that works. Okay. Let's move on to our next question. And I like this question. It asks, what's your best idea for a reality TV show? I think it would be interesting the concept for the concept of a reality TV show to be a city ran by seven-year-olds and you must adhere to whatever rules and regulations that they make. <laughs> so like you have this actual community, this real live community with like real Wait. adult people ran by seven-year-olds. I would love to watch that. It would just be like, I would a love mega, to be part of it. It would be like a mega Stanford prison experiment. What was the stat? We've talked about the Stanford prison experiment before, right? Oh yeah. They, they like took volunteers put them in like this fake prison. And then like they said, they took half of them said, you're going to be guards took half of them said, you're going to be prisoners, even though they were all like equals off the street. And then it turned Mm -hmm. sour very quick because the guards took control and like started beating the prisoners. One, I got very ugly, very quick. Anyways, what do you think these seven year olds are going to do? What's the first law that they put in place? I don't know. Like, I'm sure you filled these sheets out in like elementary school and stuff. Like if I were president for a day or whatever, 
you know, and then the kids go, oh, free candy, whatnot, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. It would be interesting to find out. It would be interesting. But like, yeah, but like if someone like steps on their toe and they have them executed in the public square, that's <laughs> going to have to go on because like that's just the rule of the show. Whatever they pretty want emotionally goes. driven. Yeah. Whatever they want goes. That'd be awesome to watch. Just these little kids taking control. Well, the, do you think these little kids develop like a hierarchy or something within or are you just saying one seven-year-old no, runs I, i'm saying i'm saying like the seven-year-olds are in control of um the entire government of the city so does like the group have to come together to make the decision or can they like yeah i get well, one kid just I yell guess, out from back kill this man yeah so i guess there's two ways they we all, can do this either we like the creators of the show set that up for them as in like anything you want to do has to go to a vote and then whatever the majority says goes or they could just let them run free and say you guys figure it out for yourselves see if seven-year-olds can figure set up their own government that would be pretty interesting i i think i like the latter there but the question that comes like comes to my mind is then how does something happen? Because like if, if one kid says like this law is in place now and then all the adults follow it, does that make him like the president or something? First person to say something? Or do the adults have to follow every single thing any kid says? I think they have to follow anything like this in this community. It, it becomes law. That anything any kid says goes. I mean, if it gets passed by the passed by the board of children yes i like the show idea we need some seven-year-olds to put this together and we'll be the adult guests i don't know if i want to be involved with that to be honest with you but what was your what was the show you came up with so first i want to talk about a, a show that i actually didn't come up with but i thought it was rather comical um, I was somebody showed me a video of somebody who came up with this idea of a show and um, this person said you have 11 dudes that all go into a house and the goal of the show is you have to identify the one person that isn't gay so you have 11 so oh, that's a show on Netflix right now isn't it is it really I, th- uh, I think it's called queer eye is it actually I'm pretty certain, yes. Well, I guess the the end of this thing was like you have the one person you have to identify who is actually straight among the 11 gay men. Except the catch of the show is all 11 of them are straight. So then they're all like 11 straight men are trying to prove to all the other straight men that they're gay. Okay. I actually just looked to and that's not the premise of that show, but it is a show. It is a show. But I I think that'd be rather comical watching 11 straight men try to prove that they are gay to one another. I, but that was that was the idea that was from a video. My idea was I I called it unexpected scenarios. So you basically just blindfold the person or you you just grab a random person and you bring them 
just anywhere essentially and all of a sudden yeah but not really they are they are unaware of what's going on essentially and then all of a sudden they're put in a scenario where they have some sort of power or like they're an important person so for example all of a sudden you you have this guy in a side room and you're like hey you're gonna now pitch your best business idea to this board of investors and then they like step into this room and they just have to come up with a business idea or you have them in a little room and you're like hey you're gonna fly a commercial airline across across the ocean now well, that's just not safe and like you put them in here and they just have to so fly the plane sentence. or you could go a little less extreme okay. like yeah. you'd be like oh like bring them in this little secret room and then you bring them out you're like you're the starting running back on the Steelers today. They could do that. Or you, <laughs> and you'd love it. Or you could like bring them in a little secret room. And then all of a sudden you're on a stage in front of 2000 people. And, and you've been advertising for months that little young slap is coming today. And that uh-huh. guy you've been advertising like his face everywhere. And he his just shows up on stage. Slap. He's a little young slap okay. and they have to just give a performance. I don't think that's a bad idea i think that would work and that could even be the premise of the show itself where you just have people show up on stage unexpectedly at like some concert festival mm-hmm. and they just have to come up with a performance they can like dance that. they can sing just do something you know it's a great show what? john quinones is that his name what would you do does that show still I, i'm not familiar Oh, are you kidding me? What would you do? There's like, there's like, what it was called. There's memes about it all the time. It was like a hidden camera show where like someone would be put into like a weird social situation and they would see how they react. That's pretty similar premise to this show, I guess. Now I would look it up. What would you do? I will eventually. What? Wait, where are we in this now? We're on the hot corner and chopping block, it seems. So let's move on to our hot corner and our chopping block this week. And let's start with chopping block. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. My chopping block is people who take too long in between sets at the gym. Where they're just sitting on the bench? Yeah, they're sitting on the bench. They're sitting on whatever. I mean, meanwhile, there's, you know, 10 people looking around waiting for, you know, either a bench to open um, or whatever machine that they're using and they'll do their quick set of eight to 10, 12, and they'll sit there for five minutes on their phone until they do their next set. And then they do yeah, the next set and then they'll sit there for five to 10 more minutes on their phone. Yeah. The bad part of that is that they're sitting on the equipment that itself. Equipment like, sure, you get up, get up, play on your phone. We'll let somebody do their reps. Exactly. And you can hop in yes. after them. Drives me up a wall. Get a little rotation going on. I agree. The bench hogs are bench a hogs, chopping block. Machine hogs. My chopping block this week are, are people who claim they have like a sweet tooth or uh like are like, oh, I ate too much candy today or something. Okay. Those types of people. Because they don't have a sweet tooth. They don't have a sweet tooth. No, there's no such thing as a sweet tooth. If they ate two, three little pieces of candy, 
Like I ate 12 Reese's peanut butter cups yesterday. And those are only the ones I counted. Right. So if they have a sweet tooth, I have an addiction. Right. Oh, and you don't. Is the thing. And I don't. Uh, Now, would you say that you have Reese's peanut butter cups? I would. Yeah, actually. Oh, no, I don't like that. Why not? There's no such thing as a sweet tooth. You, You just like candy. Yeah, no, that's that is true. You don't have a sweet tooth. Shut up. You like candy. Okay, I guess I don't have a sweet tooth. Well, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm saying in general. No, I I really have a sweet tooth. Shut up. No, you don't. You like candy. I I think the the thing that upsets me more about these people is that's like, oh, I I was bad today. I ate three cookies or something. Yeah. No, if like, I open up a pack of cookies, the, that the whole thing's going down the hatch. Exactly. And I I have a bag of candy sitting sitting in my kitchen right now, and it takes everything in me not to eat three Reese's peanut butter cups every single time I pass it. Uh-huh. I know. And I, know I that pass goes. that bag in my kitchen at least eight times a day. There's like this fitness video I was watching this one time, and this, this woman was like, I'm going to treat myself today. And she left the yolk in her eggs. It's ridiculous. And, that's, and, and that's the worst part of the egg, too. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, I treat myself I'll, to a worse tasting egg. Yeah. And meanwhile, like a bag of Reese's, open the whole thing up. That whole thing's going down the hatch. Right. Without even thinking. No, without blinking. I had the same problem with cookies the other day. And the only solution I have found so far is I have to make them available to everybody in my house because mm-hmm. if they are not available right one people will eat some but also two it doesn't make me feel like i ate the entire bag although i likely did right it gives me some peace of mind yeah just like open up like buy one of those big halloween candy bags and like mm-hmm. eat all but five pieces and then take the last five in the bag throw it on the table yeah, anyone can have What's in this yeah. bag? <laughs> Anybody can have anything. You can, and then you can say you shared the bag. You didn't eat it. Yeah. That's been keeping me peace of mind, having that out there, even though it started as a large bag and now it's over halfway gone. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I agree. But those people that say, I ate way too much candy after eating a single Reese's peanut butter cup or a single Snickers bar, give me a break. Lou, what's your hot corner this week? My hot corner this week is uh, the Six Flags guy. You know what I'm talking <laughs> like about? Like old guy? Yeah, like the junior With soprano the looking that's guy. always yes. yelling? Yeah. Got, I think he's got like a walking stick and he's he's always hightailing around Six Flags. I haven't seen one of those commercials in a long time. I hope he's doing well. I hope so too. Wait, was there an actual like human representation of this guy? Because I'm picturing the cartoon guy right now. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, there was you should look him up are you like he looked like junior soprano are, are you kind of thinking that he may have passed no I, I i was just thinking about him the other day is so that's why is he your hot corner just because he because i was thinking about him crazy. And I, like i haven't seen one of those commercials in a while the six flags guy six flags guy i'm trying to look him up right now but i have one hand and i'm struggling oh sure yeah 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 he's got the big thick frame goggles ball of course yep is there even a cartoon or did i just make that up in my head 
Dude, none I, of these are I, cartoons. I, I don't know what. I may have just made that up in my head. I think so. You're thinking of the Monopoly guy. guy. No, okay. I'm not. I was thinking of this guy, but I had. Oh, you're thinking of the guy from Up. Him. Honestly, yeah, probably. Okay. He looks identical to him, except he's got hair. Well, I am kind of thinking that this guy may have passed. Yeah, pretty likely. That, that had to be like 10 years ago that that guy was kicking around. Yeah, it's his original looked- Six Flags commercial in 2004. And he looks rather, rather old at the time. Yeah, he just wears a tuxedo and these thick frame glasses. I can't find any information on if he's if he's kicking still, but good guy. Yeah, he he always had some awesome commercials. Mel, Six Flags what, guy. What's your hot corner? My hot corner is is coming up with alternative names for ordinary objects. So for example, for example, the other day one of my roommates called the ceiling the top of the wall or mm, that's not wrong or the, it's not just, wrong exactly just the top wall right and it's it's like you come up with alternative names for ordinary objects so right now i have a water bottle i'm trying to think of an encompassment of water you know i, I actually I, I like when people refer to the human body as a meat vessel exactly that's exactly what i'm talking about and some uh, just like any little object you can come up with a completely different name for it and people still generally would understand what you're talking about except they would just look at you weird i i like that i you know and the thing that people don't really think about that if you have a lot of people thinking about alternative names it could get ugly quite quick mm-hmm. yeah 10 different well, people calling the same thing 10 different things and no one knows what each other's talking about yeah and Lou, I actually thought this could be an interesting little segment we could do in the future where we have, or like we could do the flip-flop. We get a, a word and we have to come up with an alternative definition than the Merriam-Webster definition of it. Yeah, that sounds like a... That could just be segment. like, yeah, that would be kind of off the beaten path, but still makes sense. We'll have to go ahead and chalk that one in for... Uh, uh future episode here i think so following yeah i think we should try that out lou it's time for your final thoughts because we're coming towards the Mm -hmm. end of the episode yeah so i i'm sick of the roughing the passer calls in the nfl right they're too they're too touchy you can't touch the quarterback anymore or whatever so i came up with a solution okay can't touch the quarterback well i mean like within reason that's still going to be a penalty however each team gets one designated player that can hit the qb at any time anytime this, this is your solution yes so i'm talking like justin fields on the sideline all of a sudden yep so i'm Shane saying like like this like justin fields flying. runs a 50 yard touchdown all of a sudden this guy that like last night the steelers designated comes out of the crowd like a boogeyman and just spears him after he so, scores a touchdown. I, th- I think that could be an interesting turn on it, that if this person that has the opportunity to hit Justin Fields – wait, are you saying just this one person can hit him at any time or he gets one time that he gets nope. to hit him? the one person can hit him as many times at any time. Okay. 
I think my interesting twist I would put on it is that this designated person has to be like an ordinary person. But you mm, just like you get picked so? from the crowd where it's like, oh, section H, seat 32. Yeah, but then how do you know who that is? I think you have to designate like a player on the team. Like be like, all right, number 84 over here. Any given time, he's going to come after you. And then like so then the rest of their team. Then they're the always like looking over their shoulder, get... looking for this right. guy. Yeah, Does I think the rest of the team have the right to just deck this dude then whenever they see him? No, run, I think the quarterback can him? just run away. You just have to let it happen. Because okay. that's the point is the quarterback supposed to get hit more with this rule. Right. So this is your solution to the roughing the passer. Yes. Is to, I, I to think unexpectedly would, rough Yeah, I think it would like add a whole nother dimension to it. Does he have like the right Tom Brady, to... Tom Brady walks out of the tunnel for pregame warmups and just gets decked. Does, does this guy have the right to go tackle the quarterback mid play or does he have to do I, it? I think it has to be between, times? it can be between plays, but I don't think it can be during the play. Right. As long as he's mm-hmm. already thrown the ball. Right. Yep. Then he can just crush him. Right. That adds another aspect. It does. For sure. Yeah. No, I like it. What would you call the guy? Because, like, you know, and there's, like, the Quidditch where it's you got the snooker or whatever, right? Where that's the designated. No, I'm not familiar, no. I don't know. There's, there's like, some guy that's the designated whatever. No, so would you have a name for this guy? Would you I'm, have a I'm name sure for... we could come up with a name. I didn't think that far through yet. I just thought of a solution to a current problem that I saw in the game. I think that's a successful solution. Mel, Lou, I actually have a, a quick final thought as well. Sure. We don't have to dive into this one, but I've had this thought for a while. What if you work from home for a company in California, except you live in like Kansas or something, where like you're working for high wages, except living in a low cost to live area? They adjust your salary to where you're living. Do they actually? Yeah. So like, because Google recently allowed that finally, like for people to start working remotely from wherever in the country, like their current yeah. employees, but they warn them that like, if you leave the state, we're going to adjust your salary to fit wherever you move to. Okay. There goes that idea. Okay. What was your other thought? Uh, I mean, we don't really have to get into it. I just, I thought, so like, you know, January 6th, what happened at the Capitol? Yeah. How long do you think there was someone hiding in the Capitol? Like they just like tucked after, them, after like, they yeah, like they just tucked everybody? themselves in the bathroom for a week and we're just hiding. Do you think there still could be someone hiding? I mean, <laughs> that would be a long time to like maneuver your way around without being detected. But right. Yeah, that's just how long do you think somebody was? I don't know. Is that like been a concern? I would say no. I, I don't think so. I would just say a few days, probably. Right. Wait, a few days? Yeah. Was the capital evacuated that long? Oh, I'll send you a documentary you should watch. Okay. There were a lot of people in the capital with no security. Like, you're, you're saying, oh, you're saying like the the people that raided the capital. Yes. How long were they what in there? You, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I no. thought you were saying somebody like tried hiding and... Well, yeah, someone that raided the Capitol, like, just hit. And just stayed there yeah. for fun. Yeah. Okay. You think it was a couple days? Yeah. 
with like people going about their general business? I think so. Yeah. I think it's possible. Okay. That was just a thought I had. I was like, how long, how long how did was I someone hiding in there? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so. I never thought of that. Eh, whatever. Forget it. Forget it. That wraps up episode 11 of Big Dog Radio. Thanks for joining us this week. We will be back next Thursday. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Big Dog Radio underscore and give us a like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm-hmm.